You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. It's like the old saying goes, the only thing a desperate middle-aged man really needs is a Jimmy Durante in the streets and an alien in the sheets. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch My Stepmother is an Alien. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast where every two weeks we watch a movie from the 80s and then we talk about that movie. My name is Doug McCambridge. I'm one of your two hosts. With me, as always, is Jamie Lorello, mm-hmm. carrying her purse, of course. <laughs> now, what's in that purse? It could be a barking dog. I don't know. <laughs> but just the image of a barking just... dog. Enough to scare a real dog, though, of course. Right. right. Or tiny money. Maybe you have a tiny $1,000 bill. <laughs> or what about when she pulls out all the IDs out of there? When she's just giving that one guy, like, a ton of ID. Everything about that purse and about those weird guys in white, like, nothing was helpful to her. This was the most ill-prepared alien <laughs> Why Why did they think it was important for her to know the monkey's theme song to their TV show, but not talk to her about, I don't know, kissing or, I guess, vaginas? Uh, well, again, their country, apparently, or their, their, their country, country. Their, uh, their planet is very advanced. And I guess uh, in that advancement, they overlooked certain things. And yeah, she... She, uh, the knowledge they impart her with is limited. Let's just say that. How about that outfit she first shows up in with the like hula hoop inside the dress? And I the thought it was hat? super great. Like, I thought that was really cool. And then when she said, I shouldn't be wearing this, right? I was like, How did you come to that? I don't conclusion that this doesn't make sense. Well, she comes in. Let's get there. Let's get there first. When she comes in a little hot to that party, she comes in hot. On a spaceship that nobody sees. Spaceship comes in, lands on the beach. I don't want to give nobody away notices. my thoughts on this movie. But the moment that party ended, the movie all went downhill. Because <laughs> I could have watched her act that same way. Oh, yes. Beginning to end. Just. <laughs> yes. What is she? She just wanders up to John Lovitz and goes, this bud's for you. For why? Did they just show her yeah. TV commercials? What about when she just does kind of like these flips, these cartwheels in the middle of everybody just for no good reason? And everybody's hooting and hollering and applauding. And then she goes, goes outside and says, I don't think they like me very much. <laughs> she's in there for all of eight minutes, I think. I don't think she's in there very long. Um, well, she's in there long enough to catch the attention of everyone in that party and for everyone to be super into her. Well, she's a beautiful woman in a weird dress and a goofy hat and she comes in just like muttering like a lunatic i agree if she stayed that loony i mean she's pretty goofy oh. throughout but she was really insane when she first comes into i kind of just wish this was kim basinger or basinger kimmy not b sure. Kimmy not b. sure we 
we have a disagreement on how to say her name. <laughs> Kim, write in. I guess send us an email, I guess. Yeah, but they'd have to, like, write it out, like, phonetically. Well, she'd have so to write it know. phonetically. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a dictionary definition of how to pronounce your name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's out I'm sure there. we could have easily found out before recording, but that's fine. If this movie was just montages of her doing weird things and saying weird things... I think I may have actually enjoyed this. You'd be more satisfied. Yeah. Because yeah. even when she goes shopping for no reason and makes all that breakfast food, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I sort of enjoyed that. I do like when she just keeps talking to them and presenting food after food, mm-hmm. <laughs> food, turkey. And then she gives them a, 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 a drink and hands them over this martini and is <laughs> martini like. And then asks Allison Hannigan if she wants one. <laughs> and But also I didn't understand why was she doing that? Who told her to do that? Where did she get that well, idea? Well, it's her first day of being married, and I think she felt like, oh, because she didn't, it was going to be his first day of work, and she didn't want him to get hungry and have any excuse not to do his work. Remember? Because she's Oh, that was off. explained? Uh, wow. Kind of okay. Alluded to, I guess. The movie we're talking about is My Stepmother is an Alien. That's right. Uh, from <laughs> 1988, directed by someone named uh, Richard Benjamin. Uh-huh. And it is... It has a surprisingly star-studded cast. Well, yeah, it's it. Well, when you hear that Dan Aykroyd and John Lovitz are in the leading men, I guess. Yeah, uh, you, you're gonna kind of know where we're going with this, right? You're gonna kind of have an idea. And John Lovitz has nothing funny to say. They give, and that's the thing. Why I guess I was kind of captivated anytime Kim Basinger was doing something because. Nobody else had anything to do in this movie. I mean, how do you not give John Lovitz jokes? Like, John Lovitz is a pretty funny dude, and he was never doing anything all that amusing. It was kind of as though they didn't write any lines for him. It just said, get out there, John. You know what to do. And he just wanders around doesn't seem to know what well, to say. I, maybe they looked at it like, who are the two believable brothers, right? Because these two oh, play yeah. brothers. and. Lovitz is supposed to be more of the kind of ladies' man or believes himself to be. And maybe sure. that's where the humor is. And then Aykroyd is a scientist who makes $20,000 a year. I was very confused by yeah. that. He's like an astrophysicist that makes twenty, And I know it's $20,000 1988 money, but what is that now? $45,000? Yeah, like, yeah. He's it's still... still Low for what I would believe is a very high-paying job. He has a PhD. He has a PhD. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's got a lot of knowledge and works at. Uh, I don't know what the what is the the lab that he works at. I don't know because his boss doesn't even know who um, Carl Sagan is. Yeah, Carl Sagan. Is. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the weirdest part of the movie. When his wife, his, like, breasty wife is, like, hanging out over him, I'm like, what are we doing? I did think that was great when he calls his wife and this, like, 20-something woman rolls over in bed. And it's just all cleavage. And she's like, you have a call. And he's, like, 72. Because on the phone is the purse worm. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the purse worm is doing a Carl Sagan impression. And the purse worm's like, it's Carl Sagan. You have to hire him back. And he's so scared. He's like, oh, uh, yes, of course I will. And then he hangs up the phone and goes, who's Carl Sagan? Yeah, but is Which, it? 
why, why, why are you being bossed around by somebody who you don't know? But is it because the 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 snake purse, um, worm mm-hmm. purse, can also uh, he, she uh, or it takes over his brain sometimes. Like when it throws him out of the lab, when they sneak into the lab that one night to to get her back there, and it throws him and levitates him outside and then puts him back in the car. Remember once he's in I the laughed. car, I, I laughed at that scene. <laughs> Whenever anyone's floating, when they do it to yeah. the dog, when they do it to him, when they do it, yeah. So when he lands back in the car, he um, he's like, oh uh, yes, I need to go home. I I need to go. What does he say <laughs> oh, he needs to do? I wrote it down. When we get there, I wrote it down because okay. I loved that. That actually made me laugh. That scene made me laugh. I had a couple of laugh out louds. Most of the time, I was I was um, I was I guess a bit. Con- I don't know. In the beginning of this movie, um, when we meet our for our brothers and we see, we know right away that Lovitz is kind of the, the ladies' man. What's his... Before we see anything on screen, before we see any of these characters, I had to question why Tom Jones did a cover of a the Prince? Prince song, Kiss. That is... Terrible. Yeah. Well, that right there set you up for what are we doing with this movie? That what? really is telling the audience yeah. this is all misguided. Yes. Everything you're about to see is wrong. Mm-hmm. No one thought this through. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's Tom Jones for yeah. a very long time. Yes. As uncomfortable as this song is going to be, and mm-hmm. as much as it's like ah, something familiar about it, but not quite yeah. right. That's exactly how this Not whole quite movie right. Feels. And we're going to make you listen to the entire song, too. Well, yeah, we're going to make you watch. Um, how about when she first steps out all sexy in that white thing and the wind is so windy in his bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like dancing for Dan Aykroyd. It's weird. It's I mean, weird. I, I understand. You are a guy who looks like Dan Aykroyd and Kim Basinger is totally into you. Yeah. I understand how you can overlook certain things, but at every turn, I don't know how he doesn't think that she's like an escaped mental patient. <laughs> every word out of her mouth is lunacy. Yeah. Yeah. When they, okay. Okay. Totally. I love how at one point he just tells John Lovitz that she has a trust fund and is independently wealthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he just makes that up to make it seem like she's okay. Like, okay. don't worry. I, I thought I missed she's, a part of this movie. Okay. No, no. I think he's just trying to kind of cool. Because everyone, even his daughter's like, I've seen her eat batteries. I don't think that she's somebody you want to get involved with. And uh, he's, again, I wonder if it's that um, the, the purse worm that can kind of take over their brains. Although I really, obviously, obviously, they are really um, both in love. And she loves him for his mind. It doesn't matter that he looks like Dan Aykroyd. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously they're in love. Let's talk about this 24-hour courtship. It does go fast. It does go real, real fast. Well, the the way she's brought to this planet, though, is because of Aykroyd, Dr. Steve Mills, um, his experiment that he's doing, even though I don't think his boss approves of it, he's doing this experiment at this lab where he's um, he's trying to basically reach another galaxy. I don't know what um, he's doing. He's going to do it with the use of, um, yeah, he's going to get out of the galaxy. And he's going to do it with the use <laughs> of the thunderstorm and sure. um, a big solar dish. <laughs> no, and, I don't know. And a guy who I hoped was... Eddie Deason. 
I thought oh, his yeah. assistant was going to be Eddie Deason until he started talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what he's doing. And is is this like a big sciency building? Because, again, his boss doesn't know who Carl Sagan is. And when John Lovitz runs out into what appears to be a mall uh-huh. and starts yelling from, like, the upper deck, like, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm looking around. I'm like, this just seems to be some sort of corporate park. Like, I, is, is this all science? Because his I'm, boss doesn't seem to want him to do anything. Anything. Well, doing. and he's doing this this major experiment in the middle of the day, so much so that when he does skip to another galaxy, it causes like an earthquake in the building, right? Yes. And that's what that's when, like you said, Lovitz runs out and says, "I'm okay," which I thought was pretty funny, even though it was like random. It was like they gave him this line, he delivered it all funny, but what did it mean? Why do we care? What's going on? Jamie, I, I think you just summed up this entire movie. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. What does it mean? <laughs> I love how he has two computer monitors. One is a computer simulation. It almost looks like a video game oh, of yeah. little shapes and then a line bouncing around. Yeah. And then he has another computer monitor sitting next to it, which looks like a photograph of space. And the line bounces from this computer graphic across to the other monitor. Oh, yeah. That's what he knows he's done it, right? How does that... That doesn't make any sense at all. Because he skipped and galaxies. Skipped ga- I know. Yeah. I wonder if you did know enough about science, if which I don't, if you really saw how dumb this movie was. But... Jamie, we don't know anything about science and we saw how dumb this movie I was. I mean, can you, can you cause a power outage in your corporate building by trying to contact another and what was he trying to do? I don't know what he was trying to do I don't, just prove that there's life out there just send a beam to another galaxy right like that's it that's as vague well and or I guess as specific as he and was. he only tried it once and he, even mm-hmm. he doesn't know how he did it right no, Isn't that true? no idea um it's kind of by fluke that it happened but it happened and he's subsequently fired Yep. Mostly because he caused a power outage and the boss is just not and happy an earthquake. that he's doing. And an earthquake. Yeah. And he probably destroyed that satellite dish or, or oh, yeah. something in the process. Yeah. So they they fire him. He goes home. That's where we meet his sweet daughter. What is her name? That actress? What's her name? She's from American Pie. Uh, Allison Hannigan? Yes. And uh, we see his little family life. Very sweet. Allison Hannigan is crushing it in this movie oh yeah when she is crying at several different points in this movie i was thinking i don't think she knows how terrible this movie is like i think (laughs) she thinks she's in something and she is giving it 110 percent. she was she was yeah yeah she plays a strong supportive little daughter of his she's 13 she's just got her new bra that's an awkward conversation she has with her dad when she's like you notice anything different about me Jimmy, every conversation between these two in this movie is awkward and inappropriate. I love how when she sees Kim Basinger come out in the morning, she's like, you stayed here? And he looks at her and he's like, yep, overnight. (laughs) That's your daughter. What? Are you bragging about getting laid? After something, he says to her, well, yeah, we're going to go, uh, uh, He says something on the slide. Yeah, it's something like that. And she goes, oh, I know what that means. She's 13, dude. Don't let her grow up too fast. I did not like She should still be playing with her Barbie dolls. Yeah. Yeah. But he's lost his wife recently, who apparently 
was not the real love of his life. Like in the beginning, he has this heart to heart with his daughter, and he's like, she's like, are you ever gonna find anybody like mom? I don't know. I've really we were in love, but when he falls for Celeste, he falls hard, and it's as if the no woman oh, yeah. had ever existed before her that he ever cared about. Right. It is interesting because he appears at the beginning when he's having a conversation with John Lovitz as though he really has no interest in women or no interest in dating or anything like that. Yeah, and I which don't makes think that his he does. About face very crazy. Well, but not necessarily. I don't I don't think that he does. I think that he uh he's like the true nerd type guy that just now, well, the one love was gone and now he's got this daughter and he's going to Try to contact other galaxies and make himself, you know, okay. at home on this planet the best he can. And then, too much to his surprise, this beautiful woman um, pays attention to him. So, like any, you know, he's obviously now this is like, because it does, it becomes his thing. He didn't know life could be this good. He didn't know love could be that right. good. And he was also fired, so he doesn't have his he work. He have much really, going on. Yeah. Okay. Although now he's thinking about applying for a teaching position. But first He's things first. so upset by that. Yeah. He's so like, guess I gotta start teaching again. Yeah. I'm like, well, you'll probably be making more money. I was just gonna <laughs> say, I'm pretty sure you'll get more. And was he MIT he was gonna teach at or he had taught at or he went to? He's got an MIT shirt yeah. on and they talk of MIT. And First things first, though, he's got to get to this party. Which, again, his teenage daughter is encouraging him. We gotta go. Uncle John Lovitz is having a party. <laughs> Uncle John Lovitz, that's right. And um, are the children catering this party? Um, hello, Juliet Lewis, with what a little right. On? How do you not give Juliet Lewis, who looks old, like she looks yeah, way she, older than I Alison agree. Hannigan? I agree. How do you she not doesn't give look her A line in this movie? Did she say a word? She does. I don't know what. It's minimal, though, either. Because she's at the wedding, too. She's at the, right. She's at the yeah. wedding and at the party. Those are the only two times we I see her. I feel like and maybe she, she says old. Like, party. She looks like she's practically the age that she was in Natural Born Killers. Like, yeah. That's not that far away. And that's when I was like, what? How? Is this her first role? It can't be. I don't think it's her first role. It can't be. Well, but she they looks... gave her nothing to do. No. But she's there, and she's at the party. You're right. I don't know if the kids were meant to just be why she – well, maybe because it's her uncle and she got to invite her two friends to the party. I don't know. I, I don't It's a I big party, though, and he's got this, like, swanky little beach house. Jamie, um, you didn't recognize that beach house? We were there. It's the 90210 Was it the 90210? Was it? Yes. <laughs> it was the same beach house, the 90210 beach house. Oh. And I do think – his house, at one point, I was looking at the exterior of their house, and it mm -hmm. looked a lot like the father of the bride house. Yeah. It, I don't know how well you know that. I do know that. It did. There, That house was bigger, though, I feel like. Father of the bride house. Yeah. Yeah, the father of the bride house. But you're right. There were some similarities, the fence and the... Maybe it was because they were always playing basketball. And maybe yeah, the there was that... The yeah. Yeah. There was that basketball connection there. Um, well, before the party, <clears throat> sorry, backing up. Yeah, sure. There are, we have a voiceover. Oh, and we have this weird, isn't this when we see her, like a woman getting ready in outer space, like putting Just her putting shoes stockings on. on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good. And we have a Kim Basinger and the, the, uh, the worm, well, what we find out is the worm purse, um, 
having a, a conversation basically about this important mission that they have to go on to this backward planet. Yeah. And like, and, you have to know everything about this planet in 20 minutes or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. She's got limited time. Yeah. Which makes the information she has provided all the more puzzling. Yes. That this is yeah. how you would decide to spend that time. <laughs> yeah. She does get some information. Very vague. Like Very vague. High fives him at one point and just goes, later, bro. And then <laughs> walks away. <laughs> Again, if you have no interest in watching the whole movie, I'm sure you could find the party scene. And just watch it and understand that the rest of the movie is not that good. Not but if that. you want to watch it that. and be entertained, watch that scene. When she smokes a carrot. How oh, does yeah. She how does she yeah. get smoke out of that? She carrot? eats. She okay. So she arrives at the party. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a rager of a party, and she. Why is there giant carrots being passed around as hors d'oeuvres? That's my first question. But there's giant carrots being passed around. She picks one up and smokes it. But before that, she also ate because the the hors d'oeuvre lady again. I don't know why, but apparently had a tray of dirty cigarettes, like an ashtray. And also a tray of food. A giant <laughs> tray of cigarettes right next to the tray of food, which seems unappetizing. Yeah. <laughs> but these are children, mind right. you. Right. It's this, true. This party is catered by teenagers. They weren't. They were a little bit unsure. Yeah, she eats the cigarettes, smokes the <laughs> carrot. She recites a bunch of facts about him that are all wrong. I also thought that was great. She's like, your favorite color is red. Your favorite oh, yeah. band is Pink Fred. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. All of this is wrong. Yeah, she gets some of her facts kind of mixed up. Doesn't she also sing Popeye the Sailor Man? <laughs> the other song she sings. <laughs> Because I eat me spinach. She does a whole voice thing, like change. And mm-hmm. um, she says something about spinach making your hands warm or something. Because later on, she's like, she, when she goes outside. She drapes her hands in spinach. Yeah. Because she thinks they're going to warm them up, which again doesn't make any sense. When she goes outside to have her minute after she like comes in, she's like, I'm so stupid. Why did I say those things? Why did I think that the spinach was warming the hands? Why didn't I know these things? Because she's mad because obviously mm-hmm. she wasn't schooled properly. And um, it's like. You knew it's spinach. Like, there's a lot of weird things that she knows. Like, why would she think spinach warms hands? Like, the word spinach isn't even like gloves or mittens. Or, sweater? It's not that even was close. Sweater? Like sweater? Spinach? Sweater? Oh, gloves are like tiny sweaters for your fingers? <laughs> I don't know. She, <laughs> gets her, she gets her facts aft up. Mm-hmm. And she she comes in. And like you did say bullet. earlier she just does a bunch of backflips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Just in success. Mm-hmm. And then it's shortly after that that she walks out. Yes. He goes out to her and she wants to, she says, show me your mighty lab. She mm-hmm. uh, she wants to get to know him a little better. She gives him that awkward hug where she wants to put her hands in his pockets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I kind of like that scene, too. I thought that was pretty funny because they do look so awkward. Yes. He's totally into it. It's as close in this movie as he gets to. Remember in Ghostbusters when he gets a ghost blowjob and his eyes go crossed? Oh, yeah. His eyes cross when she puts his hands in his (laughs) pants. And I was like, oh, that's just what Dan Aykroyd does. (laughs) 
But this is when the the girls see them through the window, right? Mm-hmm. That his daughter oh, sees his them. His daughter is so into this. She wants to watch them make out. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Um, but he does. He kind of makes a kissing face. She's an alien. She doesn't know what's going on. That's when she decides to go back inside and randomly ask his daughter if she should be wearing the outfit she's wearing. Because mm-hmm. it's this weird hula hoopy uh, red dress with a big goofy hat. Um, that hat's great. <laughs> what about when she first walks in and it's like kind of hanging right over her eyebrow because the <laughs> brim, it's like a weird large brim. It's like a scuba suit almost hat where mm, it's a hole that her head barely fits through. Yeah, yeah. And then it seems all tight. It seems like all rubbery. But I liked that. I thought it was super cool. But she doesn't. She pulls another dress. Her purse appears to be magical. We don't quite know what's going on at this point. Well, the purse, first thing we saw was when her spaceship, which nobody saw, landed. Oh, my God. That spaceship Um, was huge, too. How did nobody see this? And right there on the beach. And I Mm -hmm. don't know. But she sends the spaceship back with this light that beams out of her purse. And then she has the purse with her the whole time. And when she goes inside to ask um, his daughter if, you know, her clothes are appropriate, the daughter hands her a couple of magazines. And she puts the magazines in the purse. And the purse makes like a ka-ching, ka-ching noise. It's like, yeah, the purse always makes like an old adding machine noise. Yeah. And then she pulls clothes out of her purse, Mm -hmm. which, P.S., the daughter sees, but... Is just starting her suspicions. So she goes to change, like, right there in front of Ackroyd. And he's like, you can't do it here. So they decide to go back (laughs) to his place. And she changes in the car. Right. She wants to... She insists on going back to his place. Yes. Everything she does is very... Oh, no, no. First, they're going to his lab. That's where they go first. She wants to go to his lab. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's when she pulls out. Yes. He can't get in because he's been fired, and he's, she claims she's, I forget who, but she's got cards again. Now, out of the purse come all these ID cards, including her Columbia Records mm-hmm. ID. Did you see mm-hmm. that? That was a nice yep. little 80s flashback. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a flashback for the movie. It was very timely. But then we meet that, that inside the purse is this eyeball snake, right? Yeah. Or eyeball. And um, I didn't know if it was supposed to be, like, gross and... Like a worm, or if it was supposed to be like Cutesy? metallic, uh, I, I wasn't sure what it was supposed to be. If it was a robot, or if it was some weird creature, because it's a it's a single eye, yeah, at the end of a snake or worm body. Yeah, but you're right. It's kind of got this, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a metallic-y looking body. It's not a slithery yeah. snake body. Yeah, but it's all it's like an industrial looking. But it's like earth tone and fleshy in color. So I didn't. It's gross. I didn't like it. I don't think we needed it. I think if there was no. just this like voice coming from her purse, even and this information, like these yep. little movie vignettes and all mm-hmm. this, like I think that. The effect isn't good. Would have been enough. The, 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 she doesn't need to ever, like, she never interacts with this snake worm. So you're right. It's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah, she never cause... holds it or touches it or has to position it so it can see something. It seems to know everything that's going on. Although when she goes to sleep with him, which we're coming up to, mm-hmm. um, she leaves it in the bathroom and she won't let it watch her uh, have sex with with mm-hmm. him. I, I, I'm so 
confused by so much of this movie and I know they didn't I, I know they didn't give it much thought and I shouldn't no. be as upset with it I as don't I think am. you should I think we're really overthinking it but the whole yeah. uh, let's just let's just wait till they have sex and then we can talk about it okay okay well we're getting there we're getting there they break into the building um well they didn't break into the building they get into his uh lab and oh. <laughs> okay this is where I wrote down his line because the purse does levitate his boss and and throw him outside and then throw him down through the roof of his own car. And then he just looks around and he goes, yes, yes, I've, I've got to be getting home. Yeah. I've, I've got to get home to that good pie. And oh, he yeah, just drives away. <laughs> and that made me laugh. That was the first genuine laugh I had in this movie because and- – I probably would have laughed when she was doing backflips and like smoking a carrot, but I was just so confused. Confused, yeah, I was too. In the beginning, I was, yeah, when we first meet her, I was like, "Oh boy, mm-hmm. is this what we're in for? This is chaotic." And I, <laughs> I just wanted pie when he said that. I was like, Get "Yeah, good to that good pie." But it turns out as she she goes to the lab to try to get okay. Well, we didn't say what's important to know is this experiment that he did, where he got to leave the galaxy with this thunderstorm whatever mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. shook up her planet that's why she has been sent here is so that he can do that again yeah and re Something whatever her gravity. planet yeah yeah he could readjust her planet otherwise her planet is doomed right. so she needs to get him to repeat that experiment but when she goes to the lab she they both realize he doesn't really know what he did to do that, right? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure that she's convinced at this point because for a long time she thinks he's just tricking her. Well, that's pretending. what the snake, that's what the purse worm Well, the, tells the snake thinks that the whole time, but I still right. think at this point she's not 100% convinced. Well, she hasn't fallen in love yet. Right. But she gets back to his house. Mm-hmm. Is it back at the his house or is it still at the lab when they have the kissing scene? Oh, that's and in she the does giant, in the, that's in the satellite dish. Oh, yes, yeah. That the, was the first time I laughed because okay, he they're obviously gonna kiss and the snake kind of tells her like you need to kiss him. It's so and weird. then a video comes up behind uh, that only she can see. What I really love is how. Like, of course, she has to watch this video, okay? So her view cannot be obstructed. Right. So we are to believe that Dan Aykroyd's move when he's going to kiss a woman is to go right for the neck. Like, that is – he oh, goes yeah. right there and he spends a lot of time in that shoulder-neck area, enough time where she can watch this video He's, like, nuzzling her. a very long time. Well, because she's got to get her information, and he doesn't care. He's just, like, smelling her and probably so happy to be near a woman, right? Yeah. No, you're so- right. She she watches first some like good like old romance movies with kissing sure. and which is always strange because I you know as you know like in movies they often like over kiss or kiss all weird mm-hmm. and you know then mm, she starts doing that and then there's other videos of like what is it she watches like handshakes she Hand- blows him a kiss she's blowing kisses she at him slaps him five to eight times. <laughs> She licks them at a certain they, point. Yeah, because they show her animal footage, which <laughs> doesn't make sense. I'm like, why they would do they some show kind of weird bird mating <laughs> dance? And he does it too, where they like dance around each other. He's like, all right, this is what we're doing. He is totally into it. He's. Like, I laughed out loud. Oh. That's when I laughed out loud because I was like, what is happening? This is ridiculous. <laughs> 
And I forgot the background is that giant goofy satellite. Um, I like to think that at times the director was like, let's see what we can make these actors do. Let's see how far we can push these two actors in this scene. It is. It's really very goofy. Mm -hmm. And then the footage starts getting crazy. What else? I can't. I didn't write down all the things that they show her to mean kissing. But after a while, it's not even animal kissing. It's like. No. The Three Stooges. Like, yeah, you're what right. does that have to do? Yeah, I just don't understand yeah. why they keep showing her footage of <laughs> people slapping each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually they do just kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But then he takes her back to his place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where he shows her his daughter and she doesn't seem to know what children are. No, she just looks at her and goes, she's short. She's, she's short. Very short. And then later on, it's like the next day, she's like, oh, your daughter, that's who that short person was. Yeah. It's like, what? How did you It's like she's figure slowly figuring things. I do like when she reads. She just sticks her arms in things mm-hmm. and she reads the book. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Which um, made me think, why didn't that uh, snake purse give her just a book on sex? Yeah, like, that she could have just read. Yeah, why right. did she have to? Why is she looking at a VHS cover of Debbie Does Dallas? How is that helping anything? <laughs> oh, oh, so she knows. Okay. <clears throat> he brings her back to the house. Um sees the daughter she gets away from him for just a moment to go downstairs or something she goes into the the bathroom she's like i gotta get ready and then has a loud like not whisper like she's she's yelling at this person in the bathroom Mm -hmm. about sex Mm -hmm. and he is right outside it's not a big bedroom oh but he's just so excited like he's like adjusting the pillow and propping himself up he's like what's gonna happen this because she's like let's go let's what are we waiting for let's go in the bedroom that's where you want to go right he's like oh okay yeah i love it the purse instead of now showing her well they do watch some kind of sex video don't she they? watches they see some like lead up to pornography yeah yeah we yeah yeah to believe yes but their their but plan does not have is, sex yeah and i'm like she's showing her things that are just not here's my problem my problem is that kim basinger seems disgusted and shocked by all of this yeah and i kept thinking you're an alien like why would why would this seem gross to you because you don't know what it is you know what i mean like everything that she's done that night like she's eating cigarette butts she's smoking carrots like everything has been weird and wrong and you're suddenly a human so i don't do they look like humans on their planet yeah but well they must they all so i guess they do look like humans or are they evolved humans? That's what you're meant to think. Is that because she says something like she's three thousand years old? That they're super evolved. But then, like, why is her purse a worm alien monster? What is that? I I don't have all the answers. You know, I don't know. And her, and and if all the women we're meant to believe also that all the women on this planet are super attractive, mm-hmm. are all the men on this planet those old guys? Yeah, that concerns me somewhat. But um... so she, so they did not transform her from a different being, whatever she actually is on this planet, to a woman for this mission. I think they did. She actually looks like that. Uh, no, because one of the things they. She's well, then been why chosen. would she be so weirded out by sex? Because on on her planet, they don't think uh, sex is a thing that should be done. They they she goes oh, over man. that that there's it's too messy, 
and it's something that they're they decided they could do without, right? But if she's not a human on her planet, wouldn't it be different? Wouldn't sex be different? I don't know. I don't mean to get so wrapped up in this, but it just bothered me how upset she seemed by all of this footage she was watching. Well, if it was the first time you've seen that kind of footage and you didn't know, she didn't have those kind of feelings as an alien. It's kind of like in Big when he's an adult for the first time and so many things are like weird and gross to him and he thinks he's supposed to just have a sleepover and he's not. She's an alien, so she's like, and she is sort of like um you know, childlike in some ways where she's just like unaware of how she's supposed to act. All right. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just imagining if you're transformed into some other being, right? Yeah. And you're taken somewhere yeah. and your body looks all weird and you don't know what to do with it. And somebody says, okay, here's this thing you have to do. You take this whatever and you wrap it around this other thing and you you do this with it. Would you? How do like, you have sex? No, I'm just... <laughs> We're on a different planet as a different <laughs> planet. What do you wrap around? Wait, am I doing this wrong? What? <laughs> Never mind. My analogy was stupid anyway. I think maybe you're confused about how to have sex. I don't know. You I have might be. Children, no wonder this bothered me so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All let's right. move on with this. <laughs> All right, so now that she's learned, whether she's into it or not, she's learned how she's supposed to have it. She goes and does this, um, like I said, it's very windy in the room when she does this little kind of strip teasy dance for him. Um, it's really and- funny. And then she, like, rips her necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is something that the alien shows her. It's in one of the movies that the alien right. shows her. And now they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. There's literally fireworks. Every time they have sex, there's literally fireworks <sighs> outside. Those, um, like, superimposed fireworks were one of the worst things <laughs> in this know. movie. They're pretty terrible. I love because they show it from the outside, and there's fireworks over the house. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then they're also <laughs> in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. It's, it's goofy. It's like when you get, like, now on my text messages, if somebody wishes me a happy birthday, like, when I open the text message, it's, like, fireworks or happy birthday stuff. That's what it's like. But she is just as blown away by the sex as he is. Like, he's thrilled because he's been laid and she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and this is uh, too much for him to imagine. She, this alien being who thought sex was gross, is now like, oh, my God, we could do anything if we get to feel like that afterwards. And she's almost a nympho. Like, she's, like, wanting to do it again. He's like, I don't know. She does have some great lines when she's like, do other people know about this? What does he say about the members of the Martin Sheen family? Did you write that line down? Uh, It's something about energy. It's something about she's like, we could produce so much energy. And then he said... The male members of the Martin Sheen family. It's very specific. And how they'd be able to power something. I I don't know. But yeah. (laughs) She doesn't need a lot of sleep, right? I don't think she sleeps or eats. Oh, yeah. She only. Batteries. Yeah, she goes for batteries when she's hungry. Right. She doesn't eat. When he's sleeping, she scans. She's, again, looking for the how he did his experiment. She scans his computer with her hand. Then she goes and wanders around his house. 
Mm-hmm. So I was looking through her, the books. That's when she could uh, she could read a book just by putting her whole arm, her forearm, kind of in the middle of it. Yes. She reads Shakespeare. Um, she reads a Shirley MacLaine novel. Yes. Which, so, so yeah. She finds it hilarious. Yeah. She, she laughs. She enjoys it. Um, she watches a bit of TV. And she kind of gets to feel, uh, uh, I guess, human. Yeah. And I don't think she does doesn't not like it. I don't think she does not not like it. She likes I don't, it. I don't think we should gloss over the fact that uh, by this time in the movie, Jimmy Durante has been talked about oh, multiple yes. times. Yes. When she walks into his house, she sees a hat rack or trips over she it. She falls into it. Yeah, yeah. It scares the crap and out of like, her. She's like, what is this? And, and he goes, oh, it's a hat rack. These are hats. This right. one used to be Jimmy Durante's. And I was like, that's just hanging up with the rest of your hats? <laughs> That's where he keeps it. And and then when she gets up, she watches some clip from a Jimmy Durante movie. She finds it hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She knows nothing about Earth or its customs, but this guy is super funny. Oh, this is when she hears that song that he sings about wanting to be here, but there, and there, but here. Right. Yeah. 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 That'll yeah. come up again. That'll oh, come boy, up again it. in the... Again, the scene where you sent me a text, a picture of John Lovitz looking (laughs) disgusted at this scene. And you sent me that when I had not gotten to that scene yet. And I was like, when does this happen? And I literally, right before it showed John Lovitz, and this made me laugh, I wrote in my notes, I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) It showed John Lovitz, and I was like, oh, that's what Jamie sent me earlier. Oh, good. So the movie's pretty fresh for you, too. Me, too. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, she, oh, Jessie is the kid's name. Jessie, yes. Jessie. Um, she has an odd breakfast. She eats Pop-Tarts with jelly and syrup and shares it with the dog. I guess yeah, it's always fun to watch thing, people right? eat. People don't put jelly on No, but right? I think that was a okay. thing in the 80s. Like, oh, really? For 80s, well, no, no, no. For 80s oh, movies. Oh, okay. There's always, like, we've seen a few of them now. Um where somebody makes they put odd stuff together as their breakfast. I guess it's not just an okay. 80s thing, but gotcha. This is also when he brags about getting laid to his 13 year old daughter, oh, yeah. who is on board with all of this. Yeah. Oh, this is when he tells. Yes, she's totally excited. She goes off to school. This is when he tells Kim Basinger, Celeste, um, "Would I scare you if I told you?" I love you. And she says, only if you hit me, too. <laughs> and he even laughs or something. She's like, it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, funny. Yeah, she's got a lot of random things that she says. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Yep. Um, oh, this is when she decides this is pretty funny. And again, she's just insane. He's like, I know this is a lot I'm throwing at you. He's in love with her and he wants to marry her. And she figures that she should because it'll help her get save her planet. But sure. he's like, you know, if you need to take a walk and think about it, go for it. And she's in a bathrobe and goes to leave. And he's like, you can't walk out like that. She puts on a pair of aviator glasses. Yep. And the bathrobe and walks through his little town. And, sure. Um, she goes to a baseball stadium just wanders into a baseball stadium too well that's because that's where she's told to go yes to go talk to her elders or whatever they are from her these guys that appear to be in ponchos like they literally look like they're wearing garbage bags like just big billowy white and they're all older guys are just three older guys i think Mm -hmm. only one of them talks right only the dude in the middle i think so yeah 
And their elders? Is that what she refers to them? The as? council. I think it's the council. council. Okay. And this is when I thought, uh, are they human? Are are they human on their planet? Because these men are human, but her purse is not. And I didn't think she was. I I don't know. I don't know. I think they. I think they are a variation of human. Okay. I don't think they're like what we think of the aliens. Like with, I don't think they look like ET on their planet. Okay. I think they look like. Wouldn't that be great if she was just talking <laughs> to three giant ETs? <laughs> I don't know if she's as attractive. Like, even when the other group of women come at the end, I think they are meant to come maybe to lure Lovitz back. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. You don't have to do that much to lure so, John Lovitz I think it's there. funny that the family is, like, so devastated that this woman that they know for two days and he's in love with it could possibly leave to go back to her planet. But when Uncle John Lovitz has to go, they're like, well, it's your choice. <laughs> they're like, see ya. You're right. They all look like Princess Stephanie. See you later. The only somewhat intimate moment he had with his brother was when Dan Akron <laughs> said, can I have the keys to your beach house? Oh, yeah. Nobody cares. Would you care if John Lovitz went to another planet? I don't think anyone would be that no, upset. No, I think it's when you're like, well, it's probably what's best, you know. It's, it's what's best for us, maybe yeah. for them. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but nobody's even a little bit upset. No. He, and he does get to take his car. So he's, he's a weird perv. He makes out with his brother's wife the he does. they get married. Oh, yeah, right after. This is before he gets the pretend phone call. Yeah. That, that was, was so strange. And then I love how everyone starts applauding because he got the dog off the roof. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And John Lovitz turns around as though they were applauding him making out. And he's like, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you thanks. said he had no funny, like, moments. But I All think right. he I think yeah. he had just – I think that the – some of the timing of this movie was just right. a little bit goofy and off. I um, guess I almost feel like they could have given him more to do. I felt like yeah. any time he was funny, it was just because he's John Lovitz – and he's there. But I felt like there was more for him to do. I agree. I think the fun, what they focused on the funny, or maybe it was how it ended up being edited, I don't know, was obviously... Uh, As you but, should. She was great. Again, Kim Basinger, I've never seen her do this in a movie. And I kind of wondered why she didn't have more comedic roles in her prime. I sort of did. You did? You wanted yeah. to see more, more slapsticky out of her. She can. She could do it. She could do this. I mean, it wasn't always convincing, and a lot of times it was awkward, but Very. I don't know. She was one of the most fun people in the movie. Better than Dan Aykroyd. She was. He was. He came up a little dry. Yes. A little bit. Yes. yes. But he was a scientist, so he wasn't supposed to be a, maybe as rich of a character. When maybe. is he not a scientist? Or a blues brother? <laughs> Um, all right, wait, I'm trying to get us back on Well, track Jamie, they're getting married. where we have to be. Because they uh, just met last well, night. Well, <laughs> before that, though, when she meets with her, her uh, counsel, they explain to her what marriage is because mm-hmm. she doesn't know. She just knows oh. that's what he wants to do. That's goofy when they look through it's the book for definitions. tired and mm-hmm. awful and mm-hmm. just, yeah. For a movie that's like an hour 40 it's times like these where I was like, oh, this movie's just dragging. Can you just, just move on get to on with goofy? It. Like, I don't care why your planet's dying. That has nothing to do with any of this. Well, it and, does. I mean, even because... though it does. But yeah. 
Even saving the planet doesn't even make any sense. They do it again and the planet's saved? That makes no sense. No. No, they didn't think that part through. They didn't no. think the details. Of it's like that. if I blew up your house and then said, well, if I just blow it up again, it'll fix it. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, we, we, whatever it is, we weren't explained enough, or at least I didn't take in enough of why, why it needs to be done again. And but, did you think the snaps on his shirt was going to come up again later? No. no. Really? Okay. No. He seemed to make a big deal about the snaps that look like buttons, but they're snaps. But then they rusted in the wash. And then they go into the place and he's like, metal. It's yeah. metal. And I was like, oh, his snaps are going to like come flying off his shirt. Nope, they didn't. He took like a watch or a bracelet and shoved it in there. <laughs> see, you caught more of that than I did. Once certain things go down, I'm like, all right, all right, I see. We're going to save the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> that saving the planet end of this movie seemed like the people who made this movie was like, oh, God, let's just let's just get this over with. Whatever. There's no tension. There's no conflict. Boom. Fireworks. Right. No one tries to stop it. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, Jamie. A giant eye tries to stop them in a purse. Yeah. But, and then it grows. What about when the eye gets really big? Yeah. Yeah. I love how we were supposed to be afraid of uh, a worm in a purse that he then just picks up and throws (laughs) into a bunch of electricity. Yeah, I like how nobody thinks to ever do anything to that. Oh. Well, the dog does. Doesn't the dog try to bury it at the wedding? That's why the dog gets levitated to the to the. So <clears throat> the wedding happens fast, and yes, they're getting married how like are the they next day. For this wedding. How? He just wants to be married. They get married in his house. They got all this together. At they one invited point, everybody. Lovin says to him, "He's like, where did she get a wedding dress in two hours?" And my response would be. Where did you get a tux, love? It's yeah. Like, yeah. How yeah. did any of this How are you all ready? Wait, what about then the night of the wedding? The daughter goes to like a prom or a dance. That's when Seth Green somehow just appears and the daughter's going out. It's just a date. They just call it a date. But yeah, but she's dressed like she's going to a dance. <laughs> but they just come back with like ice cream. Yeah, but it's and it's the wedding night. So they have this wedding and Kim's in this like big 80s wedding dress. Oh, that wedding dress with the heart cut out of the yes, back? Yes, of the back. Oh, yes. that's so gross looking. Oh, this is when P.S. in the beginning of, of the, when she goes to, Jesse goes to, the daughter goes to check on Celeste mm-hmm. and that's when she sees she's eating batteries. She kind oh, of yes. freaks out and tells Dan Aykroyd, like, I don't know if this is right. How is this? It's all happening so fast and I've seen her eating batteries. He kind of chalks it up to like, oh. you know, you're just not into this because it's going to be your new mom and this movie's cut together weird because she is panicking because she just saw her stepmother eat a bunch of batteries smash cut next scene she's like i'm so happy to be going on this date yeah exactly (laughs) and then the mother she's acting like she's been her stepmother forever she's like help where did you Mm -hmm. ever find this dress helping her get dressed and they're sending them off on the date just like waving goodbye so that they can have their Night of fireworks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> during the wedding, though, she doesn't wear her purse down the aisle. So she puts her purse down on a bench. How, and that's when... How old hmm. is Seth Green? In this? He looks, um, he so looks like eight. Doesn't he look eight? He's like all of like 
four foot six. Oh my god! And he's so tiny. He even says, "Like I'm glad you didn't wear your heels." Yeah, he's like, "You were flat. That's great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's still but five inches taller than he's you. He's tiny. And what does she say that he has teeth? Teeth jewelry. Oh, teeth he's wearing jewelry. Bra- yeah, braces. Yeah, and the way that. Dan Aykroyd covers up for it. He's like, she's Scandinavian, so, you know, they don't. Like, oh, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she says her. at a certain point, I think she tells him she's from Holland or the Netherlands or something like that. I don't remember. Because she can't say she's from another planet. Yep. No accent, um, though, but no, no, whatever. Nah, but that's why she's unfamiliar with things like Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, at their wedding, they have, they dance like champs. They do this, mm-hmm. like. After the actual wedding, which oh, so the dog takes the we're jumping around a bit. The dog no, no, takes okay. the 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 purse snake. We're thing. over an hour into this, oh, no. and we're not even halfway through this stupid. Oh, movie. we'll get the rest fast. The rest goes really fast, I think. Dog buries purse outside. Purse gets angry. Uh, levitates dog. Puts the dog Kim, on the roof, which is yeah, kind of Kim funny. Yeah, Kim sees the dog go to the roof, mm-hmm. or Celeste does, runs outside. Right after they say our dues, she runs outside, to which everybody does. And then, like you said, Lovitz kisses her. Weird. Very weird. And then, yeah, then they're married. And they have a nice reception where they dance like lunatics. And then they send her off that night to a school dance, the daughter. And then, Jamie, I guess... I don't think anybody ever makes it clear that that's a school dance. I, I don't know what this date is all about. Yes. Whatever they get to. But now it's, okay, she's married him. Now his next thing is to go to work. She's, her, in her mind, he, she's got, he has to go to work. She's so insistent. I mean, that yeah. night she says, hey, don't you want to go back to your lab? She's yeah. like, it, he goes, He's it's like, our it's our wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. And he and, does chase her up the steps. In the only scene in this movie where I thought they kind of had cute chemistry. Oh. I, I think really... when they danced to Jimmy Durante that that no, was cute. No, no, they're, no. <laughs> These two had no chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> that dance at the end, that was embarrassing. That was, that was embarrassing. I assume for everyone that was on set that day. Well, then why do you think Lovitz made that face? Because he was like, oh my God, what the I, anyway, I assume he did not know that the camera was on him and he was just reacting to what was happening. And the director, after realizing this was a giant turd, was like, oh, let's just put that in. We're just let's going just for put it. That in. Come on. We Where's already put hurt? Tom Jones at the beginning. Let's put this at the end. We're going to make it full circle madness. Oh, this is when Bud Long, the boss, gets the call from Oh, the call Carl from Carl Sagan. Sagan. Because somebody has to hire him back. Or hire him, I guess. Also, after the date, Allison Hannigan sees um, Kim Basinger draining a car battery. Like, eating the car battery the same way she did with the the D-cell batteries upstairs. Um, But she needs that fuel so that she could go out shopping. That's when she goes to the grocery store. She goes to a 24-hour diner and apparently just picks up a bunch of crap at the 24-hour diner. No, she grabs a menu. And then she, because I was confused about that at first, too. Right. Until she was at home checking things off the menu. She goes to this diner to grab a menu to then go to the grocery store and buy the stuff oh, she buy needs all the things. to make everything on this Everything diner on menu. the menu. She does. She's got, like, croissants and pancakes and turkey and 
martinis. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, martinis. there's, yeah, like you said, there's a big turkey and a giant ham. At one point, they pull back and there's like full hamburgers made too. And really, all we see her make is uh, she she's mixing flour around at some point because she sneezes. Remember, and aliens don't. She sneeze. sneezes into this flour multiple <laughs> times, and it was super gross. But she's, like, amazed by it because I guess aliens, they don't have sex and they don't sneeze. They've evolved beyond sneezes, I guess. I guess. But when she lays out all this food, this is, again, one of those times where Allison Hannigan looks terrified by everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And her dad just goes, how about this spread, huh? Yeah. (laughs) No, this is what insane people do. Well, this is when she gets really upset and she tells him, like, right. how are you not listening to me? Mm-hmm. You married this woman on a whim. I've told you she's eating batteries. Now she's cooking this dinner You don't, or this crazy breakfast. You don't think it's at all weird. He goes to work and, and Jesse finds her talking to her purse. And that's when she freaks out and she calls him and she's like, the house is on fire, dad, come home. Oh yeah. And the purse like levitates her up into a corner. It gets really creepy because there's like a spotlight on her when she's levitated onto the ceiling and she's crying and Kim Basinger's like, don't hurt her, don't hurt her. And suddenly the purse is evil for the first time. Yeah. The purse is just taken over now. The purse has had enough. Yes. With Kim Basinger, who's now apparently growing feelings and sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been cleaning all morning, so she cooks this dinner, and now she starts cleaning the house like a lunatic. And that's another thing that she observes, Jesse observes, is that she's cleaning like crazy and talking into her purse, and she accuses her of it. And, yes, yeah, she takes the dog's bark away. The worm purse <laughs> takes the dog's bark away and wants to kill her, basically. She's like, yeah. we don't need her. We could kill her. She knows mm-hmm. too much. Or what does she know? And Kim's like, no, no, you're going to yeah. let her down and it's going to be okay. I think that's when the titular line comes and Kim tells her, or no, she says, my stepmother is an alien. Or he, she says, your stepmother is an alien. Because she explains what's happening. Again, I also have a problem with how this movie is named. Like, it should be like, my new wife is an alien. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The, and again, I thought this was probably Kim Basinger and Allison Hankin are doing the best jobs of anybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this part, like I said, when Dan Aykroyd gets home and she is just crying and yeah, is devastated. So upset. She is upset. Like I was like, the relationship between those two is the best part of this movie. So I guess that's why it's called this. But their relationship isn't what this movie is about. I know. At I all. know. Mm-mm. No, and that's I had not seen it, and knowing that I, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was that I thought this whole movie was going to be. She knows she's an alien. Mm-hmm. She can't convince her dad. Madcap wacky nonsense yes. ensues yes. through the entire movie. But no, it's just like this ten-minute stretch here from the moment she sees her eating batteries for the first time to as we're going to talk about the bike slash car accident. Yeah, and then. Whatever, I, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's resolved. There should have been more than a... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what could have helped this movie. But, um... <laughs> yeah, she's hit by a car when she goes... No, she's almost hit by a car. And her alien stepmother levitates her over the car. So she's really okay. And now she knows that it was her mom, her stepmom that saved her. And Celeste realizes that she wanted to save her because she's 
you know, loves her or whatever. Right. Oh, P.S. Did we didn't mention how the night Celeste goes through many wardrobe changes? When she goes to the store, she's in a red dress. When she comes home, oh, she's in a different outfit. Yeah. Then after she saves her from the bike, for the rest of the movie now, she's in this weird, like, see-through white top where you could, like, see your nipples almost. It's really weird. I was not ready for that <laughs> at the end of this movie. And I was like, oh, this is weird, weird that they got her into this white see-through top. They hosed her down yeah. and then went, hey, you know what you're going to do now? Pretend you're Jimmy Durante. Yeah. It's like, what is, why are you doing this? Oh, it's in this outfit that she has her heart to heart with him, that mm -hmm. she can't stay on this planet. He convinces her to eat a sandwich. A sandwich that looks like crap, by the way. Like, yeah. Literally it literally looks, looks like, like a, a sandwich I would make in five minutes for yeah. myself. And He's it like, is. It's like, this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Eat it. She you can't know my secrets until you eat my sandwich. She loves this sandwich. She's doing amazing things in her mouth, she says. She's doing oh, amazing things in her mouth. so um, stupid. She gets, she, she's got this weird, like this whimsical giggle she does sometimes when she tries new things. Yeah, she does she, that from time to time, and it seemed out of character. Yes, yes. And when she tries the sandwich, she's all, <laughs> um... <laughs> He's concerned that maybe he didn't, she didn't really like him, and she does really like him. It's just a matter of having to get back to their, her, her planet, and then they review about they both have this connection to that Durante song, I Don't Want to Go, But I Can't Stay. You're right. It really is. Like you said, you know, I talked about how they're getting married, and we're mm -hmm. only halfway through the movie, and you said the rest of it goes quick. You're right in that there's not much to talk about, but the, no. the last half of this movie was just... A slog to get through. Well, now we know what the aliens' plans are. They just want to destroy Earth. They're like, fuck it. Yeah. Not only do you have to save our planet, but you know what's going to happen next? You're going to save the planet, and we're going to destroy Earth. That's and I guess it's happen. I guess it's to prevent this from happening again. Yeah. Prevent, you know, Doctor Steve or anybody who doesn't else. even know how he did it. <clears throat> well, he figures out how. No he did it. No idea. Which seems crazy because he's trying at the beginning of this movie. He is trying to do this, right? So you would think he'd be taking copious notes about right. how you it's done. Right, this is a process that he'd been working <laughs> on for a very long time. Yeah. And he might be able to, if not duplicate it exactly, because it is kind of careless. At the beginning of this movie, they just leave a window open. So that's oh, yeah, how yeah. nonsense happens. But yeah. like he has an idea of how he did this. One would and think. Anyway, yes. Anyway. But the aliens, the purse tells Celeste that... that it, you know, the moment this is reversed, the moment the planet is saved, mm -hmm. they are going to destroy Earth. And Great. she is going to. <clears throat> she's already, I think the, the wheels are already going in Celeste's head mm -hmm. where maybe she can help save her planet and still stay on Earth. Mm -hmm. Because she goes with him to the lab but leaves her purse behind. Yes. Right? And the purse because he's in the it now. The purse is 100% evil by this yes. point in the movie. But now he's in on it. He knows mm -hmm. she's an alien, and he knows she's got to get back to her planet. And so he's, okay, let's figure out my experiment and how I could help your planet. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the lab. The purse is left behind, but that sneaky little purse makes a fake call to John Lovitz, who's just playing the piano, hanging out in his <laughs> swanky apartment. <laughs> Why is he playing piano at the end of this movie over the credits? Did you watch that or did you shut it off immediately? I shut it off. I oh, yeah. There is, during the credits, there is just a scene 
of him playing the piano on this spaceship surrounded by those ladies. Oh, awesome. (laughs) It goes on way too long. But I kind of enjoyed it at this point. At that point, well, yeah, you needed it by that yeah. point. You're like, all right, I need more mm-hmm. Levitz. Give me more. Oh, um. would you say ba da ba ba ba? You're loving it. It's your way, right away. <laughs> well, so part of this phone call that's placed to Levitz, besides mm-hmm. that he the the purse worm pretends to be Celeste saying mm-hmm. like, I love you. And you know, we're going to get it on. Come meet me at the lab, but bring my purse, which I left behind. So Lovitz comes, brings the purse all ready to cheat on his brother's totally right. new not, wife. Not so and... much cheat. Just be ready. To, Cause at one point he's like, listen, you didn't hear me. I love her. She yeah. loves me. <laughs> he's ready like... to confess it all and just be like, yeah. deal with it. Yep, but that's not the case, as we know. No. This is, like you said, the eyeball snake thing jumps out from it. They destroy it. It doesn't take long before the eyeball is destroyed. And they literally just, like, do the same thing they did at the beginning of this movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to push these buttons, Mm -hmm. and metal does something, so here's a metal wristwatch or whatever he shoves in that Mm -hmm. room. Mm Mm-hmm. Bing, bing, bing. The, the laser beam bounces around. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Yay, we won the day. And then the eyeball purse freaks out and they destroy it. Like, it is... Yeah. It's so quick and it's so inconsequential. There's no tension whatsoever to None. this. No, the eyeball thing does get big and scary for a second, but then it doesn't take long before it dies. Yeah. The council returns and is like, you still have to come... <sighs> back to this planet with us she refuses and it's like no because i love the things about earth and she shows them a flashback of all the things of that the she's movie done. yes we basically get a recap of all the eating the ham sandwich making love made what everything um mm-hmm. and then the big thing you don't want to miss about earth is that um you can perform a jimmy durante song with um Dan Aykroyd. So they do a little song and dance act that's terrible. It is and, so um, weird. She it is can... so weird that they... It's very weird. They decide to do this because it is Kim Basinger and Dan Aykroyd yeah. both impersonating Jimmy Durante. I keep calling him Durante. It doesn't Durante, matter. Durante, Basinger, I'm Basinger. calling her Basinger. Who How do we say anything in this movie? I, I don't know. I, and um, it's the la- it's so lame. It's a song and dance. Okay. His his impersonation, at least voice wise, isn't bad, but hers is weird. Hers is terrible. Her Popeye her. is better. Her Popeye is better. <laughs> but it's it's just it's a stupid way to sort of end this movie. The only thing that was somewhat redeeming was the moment they finished this routine. The guys dressed in white just go kill them yeah 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 because that's then, sort of what i was thinking at this time just, just kill them why are they they're terrible people why are they here doesn't he plead with them oh no it is super stupid because jamie they sneeze oh that's they right. sneeze for some that's reason right. they're not on earth no 
but they sneeze and think mm-hmm. it is the bee's knees. Like All of a sudden, so... they're like, wait a minute. With the sneeze, they think, maybe maybe there's worth some investigation. Maybe you yeah. can stay there and kind of do some research for us. No. sneezes are something. No, they, they decide to spare Earth because of uh-huh. the sneezes. But remember, uh-huh. they still want her to come back at this point and teach them about Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course. They got an even better teacher. An even better teacher named mm-hmm. John Lovitz. <laughs> if we are going to send an ambassador from I our guess. planet to a different, completely different solar system, mm-hmm. I can think of no one better than John Lovitz. I can't. I'm okay. Guess what? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I didn't die. I could play the piano. He takes his car with him. They on the let spaceship. him take the car. They entice him, a bunch of like a dozen women, all that look like the princess of Monaco that he loves so much, appear, and he is set. He's like, why would I stay? I don't think it's the princess of Monaco. That was Grace Kelly. It's uh, princess something. I didn't even write it down. Princess Stephanie or something. Yeah, because he kept saying, they both said it several times. Yes. And that's when in my mind I was like, princess Stephanie, I guess she was a big like I didn't know who she was. I didn't even bother looking it up. But I, I was she like, she was a pretty princess, uh, right? Yeah, I was like, I guess this was a big deal in 1988. But yeah. I don't care now. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. care to know. Yes. So, and even at, even at one point, um, John Lovett says something like, "Are all the ladies as attractive as you are?" And Kim Basinger goes, uh, yeah. "They're better looking." Yeah, than me. even better. Like to try to get him to go. Right. And he does. He and does. then they go. They go back to the house, the family, mm-hmm. the new family, and uh, it kind of ends with, well, it ends with fireworks because... Uh, of course it does. Yeah. Because of course. But before that, she plays a little basketball, Celeste does, with Jessie, the daughter, and she gets her to fly to make that slam dunk or levitates her to yes. make slam dunk. And- yes, because at the beginning of this movie, Jessie is upset because she cannot dunk the basketball. Oh, so I didn't of know that. Course, that's how we have to end it. Okay. Except well, you... for John Lovitz playing piano. There you have it. There you have it. That's, uh, I feel exhausted. I feel like I really just, this discussion of this movie took it out of me. But yeah. that is, uh, my stepmother is an alien. That's it. That is it. So, um, as if I haven't made my thoughts quite apparent throughout this podcast <laughs> i did not enjoy this like this yeah. movie was it was not good to watch there were moments there were moments where yeah. i at least smiled that is better than some quote-unquote yeah. comedies that we watched on true. this um but overall it was it was bad it, it just yeah. was not enjoyable not my favorite i agree not my favorite i guess i saw like you said moments where i guess it could be considered cute not my jam not my bag to me the title <laughs> The title, it missed. Would, it kind of. Yeah. I, I I thought it was going to be more like a like a step. What wasn't there a movie where Julia Roberts was a stepmother and it was kind of showing her struggling being the stepmother? But it was she was already the stepmother. She was already in it. Oh, you do know? you mean the one where Susan Sarandon like had cancer or something? Yeah, I think it's called sad. Stepmother. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I just know that it's like. It's more like about the relationship of the step parent. So I thought there was going to be more of that. That's what this movie's called, yeah, Jamie. I know. I really thought it was going to be 
I didn't think it was going to be like sad or really even about relationships, but I thought it would be cuter than it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. This movie is so gross and horny, which I was not ready for. Like this movie did not seem to, I thought it was for kids and this movie is for like older men, like that just want to see Kim Basinger's nipples. Yeah. I guess at the yeah. end of this, like yeah. it, it, it was, I, I, it was not what I expected and I did not enjoy it. Do you have a recommendation? Yes. It might have been a movie that I recommended before, but my recommendation okay. is the um, 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie. Ah. I like the original. Yeah. Um, but the one with Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy and a very young Jeff Goldblum oh. is, is super great. Um, and it was sort of, you know, like the idea of, Aliens taking on human form. I'm not going to get into what Invasion of the Body Snatchers is. I assume people know at this point. Uh, but it's tough to do a remake and make it better than the original mm. usually. But I think that this movie actually did that. So uh, what about you? I kind of have two. But one's not a movie. So the one movie <laughs> that I would one just <laughs> to find an alien and no. maybe adopt it into your family as no. your stepmother. All right. Technically, I have three. Three, but the oh, alien, that's not part of did it. Did I just give you one? <laughs> no. I saw in my notes the other one. Mm-hmm. So one, the movie one, that I just thought um, drew some parallels to this movie, but I enjoyed this other movie much better. Sure. Um, the Fifth Element, I thought, sort of had this, like, because she reminded me when she acts all goofy and, and dumb, kind of reminded me of the Milia... Joe Vivich's character. You got it. You got element. it. You nailed, so, you nailed right? the name, by the way. Thank you. Um, Multipass. In a podcast where we're not getting any <laughs> names right, I think you finally got it. See? Thank you. So that was that was my movie that I don't know is a recommendation, mm-hmm. just a parallel like, oh, this movie is sort of like it maybe, but a lot more better. <laughs> um <laughs> I can just imagine you going, you know what's a lot like Fifth Element? My stepmother's in Italy. I can see where they had that idea and they grew it into something. Swap out Allison Hannigan for Bruce Willis and you pretty much have the same movie right there. No, it's Aykroyd and Lewis. And that weird singing alien thing, the singing thing that sings amazing, that is the uh That's Jesse Allison character. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Got it. Who's the Seth Green in that movie? <laughs> the black guy that's always like, blah, 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 blah. what's his oh, name? Yeah, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. But whatever happened to Seth Green? Oh, we know. He still does. Oh, uh, do you remember the early 2000s when every time you turned around, you ran yeah. into Seth Green? And isn't he still doing Man. stuff? Oh, I, no, he's, no doubt. No. no doubt. He's still doing stuff. But boy, that was just, we were a weird Seth Green obsessed culture at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange time in our country's history. <laughs> All right, wait, I got two other two other recommendations, okay. not movies. One is, you know what? Listen to some Jimmy Durante, Durante, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. I have a, one of his albums, The Way of, I think it's called Durante's Way of Life or something. It's great. He's what? got a very fun little wow. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a nice little, you know. Especially summers here. You want some easy peasy listening music? There you go. I'm done with that. Um, sure. The third is okay. 
So when she reads with her arm the Shirley MacLaine book, did you know that Shirley MacLaine has all these, like, new age books that she's written about, like, previous lives that she's lived? And I only knew it, and maybe this should be my recommendation, but maybe I'll save it for a future episode. The um, Albert Brooks movie, Defending Your Life. Oh, yeah, did you, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Uh-huh. And when he's dead and, you know, they go into a place and it's called like the past lives pavilion <laughs> and she yeah, introduces yeah. this yeah. like she's there on screen and she's like now you're going to be introduced to your past lives uh-huh. <laughs> and then everybody gets to see who they were and that movie's amazing it's it's yes one of the funniest brooks movies out there but anyway go ahead sorry well she she for years she's written on her mm-hmm. beliefs her crazy beliefs and she's into spirituality metaphysics she's transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. she has one book which i haven't read called saging while aging and in it she talks about her encounters with ufos (laughs) which has to be amazing i'm currently reading but it's taking me a while to get through she's written a book called the camino about the walk she takes that walk it's like a spiritual walk um, I don't know what I think that she is. Read it. It's it's a it's this very long spiritual walk that that kind of you would take to kind of get spiritually cleansed, and it's her book about it. It's called the Camino: A Journey of the Spirit, and it's interesting because it's a yeah, it's a it's so interesting. wait a second. So now I have to ask this question uh-huh. because now uh, Dan Aykroyd yeah is a weirdo like alien like he's really on board. With aliens and and just super strange things and goofy ideas. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, do you think that that book in that movie was his idea? Yes, I wondered if that was. Let's do it. Yeah. When his back was turned, the director was like, now Kim, just laugh at this. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But I do think they were trying to make some sort of point. So anyway, I've only read the one or is still getting, or I'm still getting through the one book, but Pick it up. So, uh, Jamie, here's what we got coming up. Oh, by the way, the reason we did this movie is uh, Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Any mothers out there who may or may not be aliens, Happy Mother's Day. We embrace you. Happy Mother's Day to you. Wear your best see-through outfit on Mother's Day. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Go out with your kids in a thunderstorm in a see-through top. Why not? I mean. Just live it up. Do your best Jimmy Durante impression. That'll win over the kids. Uh, the whole family. The kids and the whole family. There you go. And the neighbors, maybe, if they're looking out their windows. You know. Who knows? Yeah, where was the nosy neighbor? Like, remember in Harry and the Hendersons where there was the nosy neighbor that was always like, what's going on? Why was it only her that was like, there was the scene where she, uh. Why was it only the, the daughter and the only weird thing she saw her do was continuously eat, eat batteries? Eat batteries. But what about the next day when they were all leaving to, when he leaves to go to work because she's like oh, look I'm jumping back into this movie now I can't get away um, she tells him like no she Let's ate do the it battery again. no no so we back. open with a Tom Jones version <laughs> <laughs> no go ahead sorry when he's leaving for work and she's trying to convince him after the breakfast that something's mm-hmm. not right and she's like but she ate your car battery but then his car starts but then the whole neighborhood <laughs> they all have like their <laughs> car batteries are dead I don't know I don't know why I felt like it needed to go back to there. I want to leave this movie on the planet that it came from. Yeah, the galaxy just, far away. I, I, this is one yeah. of those movies where I know a year from now I'll be like, oh, we did that movie? I yeah. don't remember that. 
Yeah. All right. We decided to have a poll for our next episode. Oh, yeah. And we put three movies that we had not seen before. Yep. We chose these movies. We put a bunch of them on a list. We chose them at random. People should know that. We chose them at random. I picked numbers, and that's how we got these. You know, and I really love this because... We do not fix these. There's no benefit to us doing that. Why would we do that? And these three movies that we chose, this poll was so close. Like, they all fell within the 30th percentile. Wow. And I think it's really interesting because we have such a cross, you know, there's such a different demographic of, I guess, people that listen to this. Because the one movie was Thrashing, which is a cheesy terribly bad like so 80s it's a movie about skateboarding (laughs) seriously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that got a decent amount of votes the movie pieces is of course a horror movie and the horror fans are just rabid and they came out and that was in the lead for a very very long time Mm -hmm. but the movie that ended up winning oh boy very goofy (laughs) silly comedy called oh. that that not a lot of people know of i've heard of it I but didn't. i've never seen it a movie called how i got into college is this a story about your life uh yeah <laughs> so uh this is our first uh anthony edwards our first uh laura flynn boyle or lara Signing. flynn boyle we could talk about her name for a while too yeah, i think i think it's lara though i think it is too yeah, yeah. but some people call her laura Will my suggestion at the end of this be Twin Peaks Firewalk with me? Probably not, because she wasn't in it. Probably not. Oh, well. She was like, how how long do I have to have my shirt off, David Lynch? Sorry, <laughs> I'm not coming back for that movie. <laughs> uh, Maura Tierney. No, not Maura Tierney. Uh, who was the woman in the Joe Pesci, I'm a homeless guy at Harvard movie? Oh, Maura something is her name. Moira Kelly. Moira yeah. Kelly. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Uh, anyway, you guys voted, and we're going to for our third anniversary. Jamie, happy third Can anniversary. Can you believe it? Yeah, three years of this shenanigans. Crazy. Wow. I love it. And I keep doing it. We have so much more to say about yeah. this goofy podcast and the three years in two weeks when we talk about how I got into college. So find Can't it wherever wait. you find it. I haven't even looked for it yet. I haven't tried, no. Okay. This one was an easy find, the stepmother alien, if you're so motivated yeah. after our chat. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it. why would you tell people <laughs> it's so easy to find if nobody well, wants was. to watch it? In case someone did, though, it's available. But, Yeah. <laughs> It's a movie that's available. Raves Jamie Lorello. <laughs> All right. We will talk to everyone in two weeks. That's watch, right. Watch, find how I got into college. We're gonna. We have to. <laughs> you told us to. And we'll talk about it. And it cannot be worse than my stepmother's an alien. Mm-mm. There's no way, right? I wouldn't think so. I don't know who I'm asking. I All don't right. know. All right. All right, everybody, bye. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Oh, find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Go there. (laughs) Support us. This is stuff that we forget to say all the time, and then we'll go like five episodes where I'm like, we didn't mention. We got to plug ourselves, yeah. Yeah. How do you find us? Well, if you're listening, you know how to find us, but how do you continue to find us? How do you 
oh, tweet and about also, us. Oh, the the very last thing. Yes, go to our Patreon because yes, give us money, get bonus episodes. That, it's so fun. That's awesome. But yeah. also, give us a review and rating on iTunes because we love that. We, oh. When we get to 100, if we ever get to 100, we will do new bonus episodes. Boom. An episode, maybe more. You don't know. If you want to hear it, leave us a re- It's super easy. Do that. A okay. little review, a little sentence. All right. We have dragged this on for way too long. <laughs> we'll talk to everybody in two weeks. Bye. Bye, Nora. month happy new month okay i think it's about time to start (laughs) okay